Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. So it's late August 2004, and I'm standing on a corner in midtown Manhattan, wondering what happened to the time in between when my friends were here with me and now when they're gone. They seem to have vanished. None of the people on the street look familiar. It's late afternoon. The sun is setting straight down the street, dropping perfectly between two rows of tall buildings. Shadows reach to the vanishing point. The light is rose or orange, maybe both, with blue and green tracers. My friends were here with me, but now they are gone, and I'm sweating profusely because it's hot and humid, and because I ate two hits of LSD, blotter acid, probably about an hour ago. My shirt is soaking wet. I'm going to have to find some water at some point, but right now I'm feeling pretty good. Directly across the street, there's a church built in Gothic style with high pointed roof and arches. And outside the church, there's a long line of young men in business suits, jackets over their shoulders. It's strange because there are no women and children with them. You'd think if they're waiting to go into a church, there'd be women and children and old people with them. They look like returned Mormon missionaries, the priesthood, but it's not a Mormon church and they are not Mormons. I should get to the bottom of this. I should cross the street, move my body over there somehow. I begin walking on two legs and no one appears suspicious. The asphalt is spongy but manageable. The cars can stop, they got brakes. I hear their horns, but I do not become attached to their fear. Having successfully crossed the street, I get in line behind two young men who've put on some weight since they bought their suits. They swivel around to look at me. They do not like what they see and swivel back. Is there a church meeting this evening? I ask in what I hope is a friendly voice. It's not a church, one guy says, only half turning around. It looks like a church, I say doesn't it? I'm pretty sure that's a church. The second guy turns around all the way and says, it used to be a church, but then they made it into a nightclub. I'm completely surprised by this answer. It used to be a church, but now it is a nightclub. That's amazing. I start laughing, pounding my thighs, turning around to see if anyone else is laughing with me, but I'm the last person in line. So what's going on? I asked the second guy. I mean, why is everybody standing in line? Kid Rock's playing a private concert for Republican delegates, he says. Do you have a ticket? Now I remember why I'm here in New York City. It all comes rushing back. I'm a journalist, I say. What happened at the convention today? You weren't there, the first one asks. No, I was with some protesters outside, I say. Then I went over to their apartment in Chinatown, and then they disappeared. Did you nominate Bush today? No, the second one says. That's tomorrow. Cheney spoke today. What did Cheney say? His speech was okay, the first one says. But Zell Miller's speech was a lot better. Zell Miller, I ask. The congressman from Georgia, the second one says. He used to be a Democrat. Now he's a Republican. He really brought everybody together the first one says. 
He talked about how the change came about for him, the second one says, how he came to realize his values were actually those of the GOP. He really brought everybody together, the first one says, and he's sure of this. Then Cheney spoke, I say, and probably the room went cold, right? Yeah, the second one says, laughing a bit, maybe. Cheney's a war criminal, I offer up. He should be in jail. The two young men are appalled, speechless. Cheney is the lizard king, I say, the leader of the reptilians. What are you talking about? The second one asks me. It's from the book of Revelations, I say. What, you're not religious? Yes, we're religious, the second one says, but I don't think you are. You're going to need a ticket, the first one says. And who do you work for? Oh, various places, I say. It doesn't matter. I think they'll let me in. I came to New York for the 2004 Republican Convention because of the massive anti-war protests that would shut down the city. I thought it was going to happen. I thought there'd be a million or 10 million people showing up, clogging the streets, bringing everything to a halt, and it'd be historic. But now that I'm here, it's not really turning out like that. Not enough people showed up, and the cops are throwing people in jail for protesting, charging them with creating a disturbance, or no charges at all, just throwing them on a barge floating on the Hudson River. They've taken something like a thousand prisoners so far, holding them until the convention is over. I fell in with some prankster types who were dancing in the street and having fun as a form of protest, taking LSD as a form of protest, trying to love everybody as a form of protest. But then they disappeared. And now I'm here with the young Republican delegates at the door of a church turned into a nightclub. The guy taking tickets is young and black. He works for the nightclub, not the Republicans, and he's tired and bored. Do you have a ticket, he asks, raising an eyebrow. No, I say, I don't have a ticket, but Zell Miller called me about 30 minutes ago, said he wants to talk, and he's waiting for me inside. I'm a reporter. The guy looks at me, and I'm pretty sure he understands my condition. I mean, my shirt is soaking wet, and then there's my overwhelming confidence, an outrageous lie, and he just waves his hand and lets me in. It's wonderful. Inside the sanctum, it's dark except for lights hitting the stage. The stage set where the preacher used to stand, the dance floor where people used to sit in pews. The bar is in the back where men used to stand ready with collection trays. The drinks are free and there are long-legged waitresses in very short sequin dresses carrying trays of champagne. All the young Republicans are in accelerating stages of drunkenness, shouting at each other, fingers pounding chests, spit flying back and forth. At the bar, I successfully order a martini, but then spill it on my pants so it looks like I've peed myself. I'm a tad nervous. After all, I am surrounded by the enemy. I asked the bartender if I can have another martini, but that if he could put this one in a more stable container. He looks at me for a few seconds like, you've got to be kidding. And then, without looking down, still staring me straight in the eye, he picks up a bottle of vodka and fills a 12-ounce tumbler and hands it to me. 
Yes, perfect, I say. I love New York. The young Republicans, nearly all men in their 30s, look to be clerks and accountants from Des Moines and St. Paul. They seem tired, worn out. Things are not going well at home. Too many kids, not enough money. So they blow off steam at the bar because tomorrow they got to go back to the power plant or the assessor's office. They wake up at four in the morning worrying they're going to get fired or worrying about who they're going to have to fire. These are the guys who run America. They're the ones who make it work. They make sure the roads get paved and the buildings get built and the pension checks sent out. It's a lot of stuff to do and it can't be easy. It's amazing it gets done at all. It's too bad they're fascists. Kid Rock and his band come on stage to loud cheers and bellowing. Kid Rock sings songs about being an American in America. His music is an amalgamation of Detroit hip-hop, southern rock, and heavy metal that sounds like it comes out of Hollywood, so that no matter where you're from in America, Kid Rock's music sounds like home. After four or five songs, the young Republican delegates have worked themselves into a stumbling frenzy. Kid Rock sings about being a badass and getting laid, beating people up, and being a cowboy, baby. The young Republicans love this stuff. They're pounding their fists into the air, stomping their feet into the ground. And in between songs, Kid Rock says things like, if I were president, I'd get laid on Air Force One. The young Republicans like that idea a lot. If I were president, I'd get high on Air Force One. And this makes the young Republicans go crazy. They're yelling, Kid Rock for president! Kid Rock for president! And I'm yelling, I'm yelling along with them, Kid Rock! Kid Rock for president! These young Republicans are not so bad after all. They come from all over the country to be here, to volunteer for their country, and tonight we're like brothers, truly understanding the deep meanings of Kid Rock, of what it means to be an American in America. And they've changed. The young Republicans are not the same as they were before. They've gone beyond bellowing and barking. Now they're screaming like banshees, high-pitched caterwauling that's frightening and exhilarating. I've never heard anything like it. It's insane. It makes me want to run headlong into a barrage of bullets because I love my country, I love my home, I love my family and friends, and I will gladly die for this love. It's the rebel yell, the rebel yell that sent chills down the spines of the Union soldiers. Suddenly I'm yelling along with them, screaming at the top of my lungs, ecstatic. I'm having so much fun, but I am completely out of my mind. After the concert, walking back to the prankster's apartment in Chinatown, I'm giant slaloming down the empty street, taking up the whole road, wondering, what just happened? Did I do something really wrong? Was it like I was in the Lord of the Flies, or Heart of Darkness, or part of the final solution? Was I now a monster, one of the reptilians? Oh, the horror, the horror. But no, nobody was killed or sacrificed. No cannibalism took place. I'm pretty sure of this. Everything is going to be okay, I say out loud to no one but myself. Kid Rock 
really brought us together. You've been listening to The Rebel Yell on Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier, and I'd like to thank John Perry Barlow for his guidance and wisdom. I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for your support. It's really been kind of overwhelming. Check out our website, homebrave.com, and rate this program on iTunes, etc. Thanks for listening. Oh,